Hello. You are listening to Jive Talking with Kevin Lippin, the show where we explore the depth and breadth of human expression through honest discussions about culture, art, life, and everything in between. I'm on a quest to figure out who I am and how I can best nurture the connections that inspire me, and this podcast is my opportunity to do just that. I want to experience the ideas, colors, and flavors expressed through different cultures and ways of being. This show seeks to uplift, encourage, and spark meaningful discussions, so I'm glad you decided to drop by. In today's conversation, we follow up with Coralie Norris and unpack some of the things that have been present for her in her life as an entrepreneur, artist, and creative powerhouse, and Capricorn Queen. I can't forget to add that. So let's dive into it. Just like that, you're back. Back yes. like you never left. Back like you never left. And this time with at least a not empty stomach. I can't Honestly. see. Oh, yeah. Like seven lines. What'd you get? What kind of pizza? The people need to know. Yeah. So I got a like thin crust pizza, um, double cheese, pepperoni, uh, spinach. Green olive, sorry, black olive, peppers, and jalapenos. And That's I a very sophisticated it. pizza topping choice. Yes, it's for me. It's my go-to. It's my favorite. This is a go-to. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I ever order pizza or I make pizza, this is like what I put in my pizza. Did I mention onions? There's onions on there too. I like, I like this. I like the combination of textures and flavors that those toppings bring and it's on a thin crust like is the yes. is the thin crust able like does it have the integrity to hold all those things yes yes it does yes it does and it's like for me if especially if i'm eating like if i'm eating in a, a, a genuine italian pizza oh i love the crust because the bread is so good i don't want it to be tonight just give me the crust as it is but if I'm eating a pizza from like a fast food chain, I don't need. It's just a bunch of flowers. I can I can do it less. Thank you. Like I'm not getting this pizza because of the bread. Okay, I'm getting this pizza because of everything else I mentioned and you know whatever the oven. But yeah, like so I usually if I'm ordering from like a chain like I'm Papa John's or or whatever else is out there. Like I will prefer to go with a thin crust because I, I'm not trying to be filled up by bread. Because right. full of gluten is gonna make me sick probably eventually. I get it. So even when it comes down to making a pizza purchase, there's a strategy. Yes, sir. There is a strategy. My I am trying to wait rich like like genuine joy here, not being bothered later by other things. <laughs> I really like that. You have the foresight to say, okay, maybe if I just make a few calculated plays, <laughs> my overall wellness might benefit. Yes. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I, I just want to give a give a moment to, to highlight that your birthday is coming up. You are yes. a Capricorn queen. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm so excited. I'm so hyped. Like, 
Like last year, COVID stole away the joy of my birthday from me. It was really hard. Um, and it was a big one too, like it's 25, you know? But like this one, I'm like, yo, yo, uh-uh. COVID is not gonna prevent me from having a good time. Now, you know, I'm not, you know, I am, I'm not talking about spreading germs to other people, but I'm just like, no matter what happens, the day of my birthday, I, I'm having joy, sir. Mm. For morning, for breakfast, dinner, and lunch, or lunch and dinner, whatever order you all do, <laughs> you know. All the meals are gonna hit. It's gonna yeah, be a good it, day, right? And it's just yes, in terms of meals, but also it's just I don't know yet. To be honest, actually, the day of my birthday, I currently have zero plans. But I know I'm not working because it's also a federal holiday that my company like acknowledged, which is great. So I'm not gonna work. I have an extended weekend. I have plenty. Day off specifically. I don't have plan yet. But whatever my plans are gonna be, it's gonna be about self love and joy and peace. Mm-mm-mm. I'm excited. <laughs> So on that same vein of self-love, you recently launched a self-care line. I just want to open up the floor for you to speak about why now and what does this mean for your Shades of Beautiful project as a whole? Right. And so right before we interrupted, I was talking about She's of Beautiful and how She's of Beautiful started as a project to highlight ordinary women doing extraordinary things. Um, and that woman who I just could see as window in the future that they were going to, and they were already like positive agent of change in their community. And they were only going to become more positive agent of change with more impact. And I wanted to capture that uh, and be a witness as I was witnessing it. Mm. So I started this project where I, I got an opportunity to ask young women around the world, like why, like a series of questions, questions about, you know, how they, what is their perception of how they look like and walk physically into the world? So questions regarding like, when do they feel the most confident or what do they think their styles is about them? And then questions regarding like, they, what is it for them to be women in leadership position? What does women empower entails for them as young women today? And and then questions regarding their aspirations, you know, like what would you do? One of my favorite questions at the time was like this infamous question. It says, like, what would you do if you were not afraid? If failure wasn't an option, if you could only succeed, like what would you do? And it was always very interesting me to watch those women unpack that answer and that's something I did so that's how she of beautiful started and then it evolved into a blog or website um and so that was a series of short documentaries and then it evolved into a website where I continued to interview women and not so much as an interview as a documentary anymore because that was a very heavy project and I was at no point in time like a media art major and so it was a pretty heavy task to take um regardless it was taken and so past that um past that i um it became a blog and became an opportunity to write about those women where they're still being interviewed but now the stories are being shared digitally through words um and this year, it became also 
space under which I was able to have, um, um, how could I say this? I was able to have conversation with young women around the world on like different subjects that are relevant to us. So things like, um, you know, for example, one of the one that I was really interested in having and we eventually had in this really beautiful room, it was in those conversations are, are, are happening on Clubhouse. I hosted a lot of very enlightening and inspiring conversations on Clubhouse with that where we were being joined by women all over the world. And some of those were conversations about like, what does women empowerment in the office, in the workplace looks like? What are the realities around it? And like, what role do women play? Are they always Cinderella or always, are they sometimes the Cinderella sisters? Um, it was just a reference to um, an essay written by um, one of my favorite author whose name is eclipsing me right now. Um, but it's called the Cinderella Stepsisters. Um, and so, and I will remember her name in a little bit, but it's- Don't worry, we have the power of the internet. We can <laughs> always put it in the credits, but yeah. more importantly, I encourage you to focus on telling the story and it will come back to you. The name will emerge. Yes, exactly. And so we, we just had so many conversations on Clubhouse with a lot of different women about like this unpacking, you know, the meaning of like the, not the meaning, but like the standards of beauty in our society, like together. And like those conversations are often intergenerational, but also intercultural. Um, and, and so it's just like, it's always been a really fantastic experience. It's something I look forward to do again and continue to do. Um, but also like in cultivating those spaces, you, you get to cultivate a community of women who are cheering for other women, um, which is something that then club, like Shades of Beautiful got an opportunity to be a space where women would walk in and cheer for other women as they were being vulnerable in the experience or in their perspective. And then um, also giving people like, I think in those same rooms, something that I think our society lacks, like the same way I think we don't cultivate joy enough. I think that one thing that is difficult actually to find, especially when, I think, I think no matter who you are, but I think I'm mindful about it because I'm realizing it's something that I, I need because I've had it and I've seen the impact it's had. And what it is, is like a space where you can, like a, I call it a flex positive space. A space where people can walk in and they're like, and like everyone is just answering the idea. But I'm like, okay, hey, Kevin, what was something, like tell me something you did this week that scared you and you did it anyway. And, and then you get to tell me about it and you get to be proud about it and you get to be cheered on. And, and, and that might be the only opportunity you have to actually talk about this thing in this perspective all week. And I think like to have an opportunity to, to, to create a space where women from all backgrounds and all industries, uh, and including women who, didn't, who don't necessarily work, you know, like just women, um, can walk in and be like, you know, this week I did this one thing that really scared me or this one thing that I'm really grateful for. So it, kind of, it doesn't always have to be something that scared you. It could just be something that you're grateful for. It can be something that uh, you haven't even done yet, but you want to be cheered for and encouraged on and also given advice on. And so 
I think for me to, to, Shades of Beautiful has had the opportunity to do that as well in 2021. And as an outcome of that, as like, you know, I, I, so I graduated in um, August and after graduating, I was, I got a promotion at work and then I went on sabbatical. It was like, this is so nice. Thank you so much. I got to go though. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it was a sabbatical. And so I wasn't working. I had my position was being kept. um, But I wasn't working at the time. And it was by probably by choice, a little bit by constraint as well, but also by choice. And I was excited to take this opportunity and be like, you know what? I'm going to take those months and I'm going to not work and I'm going to do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and I can't do when I'm working. And one of those things was for me, like creating a product line. When I'm working, I'm too busy. I have too much stuff to do. I have a nine to five job that I'm trying to, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, fill all my, all my responsibility to the best of my capabilities. And so there's not a lot of time left to, to you know, design, launch, brand a product line. And so I had the opportunity to do that at the end of this, of the last year. And then I, by actually having time off for an extended amount of time and then being able to simply work on something that I'm passionate about and design it. The design, designing a product isn't something I never thought I would do, ever. Mm-hmm. And yet here I was designing and thinking in the, in the details and choosing in the details of every aspect of my product. Uh, a lot of people, I, you know, in, like you said, I launched a self-care line. A lot of people have asked me, oh, I didn't know you 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 did like organic products. <laughs> and I always laugh when people say this because they're like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't create any of this product. Like that requires, in my opinion, a lot of experience, time, and also knowledge of like, just like genuine like science knowledge, right? Like the knowledge of like how chemicals interacts with each other and interacts on our bodies. And that is not a background I have and that's not a background that I would pretend or or, or that pretend to have. That would be fully my my, my customer base. Um, what I do have though is, I what I do have is an extended experience in using self-care products because I've used them myself to like you know we've had this conversation where i told you i've learned like in college for a long time self-care was my way it was helped me survive like mm-hmm. there was so much going on with school so much going on in my own life that i needed to take care of myself in order to survive to make it out of there and graduate and get out <laughs> but but as a you know as a young adult today when I taking care of myself is something that I do so that I can thrive. I no longer need that. I feel like I need to survive. I'm, I surviving isn't really the the, the 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 line anymore. Like that's not the bar. My bar is now thriving. But I found that when I rest, when I when I cultivate joy, when I take care of myself, when I relax, it gives me it it refills my cup which allows me to move forward faster, better, smarter. 
And and so that's something I did as well last year a lot. And so that was one of my one of the reason I started South Carolina was because in my mind I was thinking because I had the opportunity to interact with so many women from like the year who were cheering for each other, cheering for me. I thought, okay, what can I build? What can I do during this time that I couldn't, you know, that I I won't be able to do after? And I was like, well, how about you launch your business? You've always wanted to have a business. Like, what about you do that? In my mind, I was thinking, okay, like, but what business? What do I want to do? And then I was like, okay, well, what, one thing I'd like to do is do something that is useful to women around the world. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, huh, what do women need most, in your opinion, like today? After, a year after pandemic, where a lot of women are like, you know, quitting or resigning, we're talking about burnouts. And I was like, I think, to be honest, that if women can be reminded to take care of themselves, they can handle the rest. They can handle, they can, they can continue, they will find ways to grow their career. They will find ways to make more money. They will find their way out of, of toxic relationships. But they need to remember to take care of themselves first. And, and I was like, okay, I want to build a product that supports them, that supports women taking care of themselves so that they can go and do whatever else they want to go. Um, because every woman should, because it, it, we don't just, like, we often, I think, especially like in magazine and growing up, the idea of like um, self-care is almost like luxurious. But the idea for me is like to at this point, it's like it's a right, it's not a luxury. Um, and if you know, I think one of like the notion in America is like, or at least in the world, I'm not too sorry, but it's like every human should have the right to live their full potential. I think it's one, it, it's not said in those words, but it is an idea that is true to. Uh, humanity, I believe, and possibly specifically the United States. I don't fully remember. But I think if that is true, then rest is not a luxury. Rest and self-care is a right, because that's the only way you can really fully achieve your potential is, at least for a lot of people I know, it requires taking pause, rebuilding the power, and then moving forward. So, so with that in mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to build a self-care life. And then <laughs> that statement in my mind and the steps between launching, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what a world. Um, because, you know, I, um, my background is in economics and in IT and I work for corporate America. I, I have a creative sense, but I, and I use self-care products a lot, but it required everything from like, finding suppliers, buying things wholesale, defining what kind of product I would want for my consumers. And in my case, I knew I wanted products that were organic, that were cruelty-free. Um, I wanted product because I believe strongly in Shades of Beautiful Mission in a way which is to always highlight and empower and inspire other women. I wanted all of my product to be supplied by women. And so that's something else I think that Shades of Beautiful gets to do and like set them apart is like when you buy from me, you are supporting not just my business, but the business of women across the United States, like around six or seven businesses around the United States that supply my line, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm not sure, I don't know how many other businesses can say that that's something that in their design 
they intentionally chose, right? And so, because, you know, every time you restock, you have to find, you need, like, you're looking for your suppliers. Because that's, that's just a splashing of money and, like, splashing of businesses. It's, you look, you see a business and you see their one front, but the truth is that there is a village standing behind them. Oh, yeah. of, Flyers of people of brander, like people who worked in branding, people who worked in the label, who, you know, what like different entities and and who are those people? You know, what what do they stand for? What like motivates them? And so, anyways, all of that are things that I took in consideration in building mm-hmm. um, my product line. Um, and and then the final thing too, which came actually a little bit later for me, was kind of my, you know, I had my product was set, I had already worked on branding, and yet I wasn't ready to launch. Even though my website was ready, I wasn't ready to launch because I think there was something was missing for me. It's almost like I haven't found, um, I don't know, it, it was something was missing. And I, I eventually found it. I got the opportunity to meet someone who runs in Haiti, an organization um, that is dedicated and works actively in um, creating awareness for women's rights in Haiti, but also helps prevent domestic violence and response to domestic violence, as well as help uh, respond and prevent sexual assault on young women. And I'm Haitian. You know, I, I'm not just like a Haitian like, I'm not Haitian-American, I'm a Haitian national. And I think for me, um, it was very important for me to be able to have, to do work that has an impact in my country, that has a positive impact in my country, that has ramification all the way home. And, and, and most importantly, communities, the communities that I not only relate the most to, but also the most vulnerable. Because in a company that we've had, like last year, you had like a political assassination, you had uh, like an earthquake, there's been a pandemic. And again, the truth is that in Haiti, the situation has been extremely sour way before that assassination happened, way before 2021. Um, as an Haitian, I've known that things have been going really sour for at least the last two years. And so in, in an environment where the economy and the political society is so sour, women are the first to be the most vulnerable. Women are the first to be the most at risk. And so this organization for me, and what was funny is like I actually knew of the organization a long time ago. Like, I, like I've been watching their work. I did not know who was behind it. I didn't know. When I met this person, I actually had no idea who they were. And then, her name is Pascal Solage. And, and then I like kind of, I like followed her on Instagram. And I was like, oh wait, what? <laughs> Is this who is this person? I have to like, and like when I met her, then it's only gonna be a month later that I'm going to like reach out and say, hey, I'm going to launch a branch, and I would like to make your organization the recipient of our 10% of our proceed, and can we have a conversation about that? And so we did that, and so um, you know, it was important for her as well that you know, wherever she's receiving money from is also aligned with her goals. And it, it is a feminist organization that definitely was, Shades of Beautiful is definitely aligned with their goal, whether or not we had donated or not. And so 
Yes, all this to say for me, that was the last thing. That was like the full circle of my vision. It's like I built a product for women, supplied by women. And that's like, while like women here in the United States are using it and like taking care of themselves while they take care of the people they love and they continue to grow in their career and they continue to look for advancement in their industries and their field and their life. And they do that for themselves. This product, this entity initiative that I've met also has ratification where I know that there's also an impact, a positive impact where those this money is being used to prevent little girls from being assaulted in Haiti, from helping women or mothers like leave their abusive husband and take their children with them instead of saving the environment. And and that for me, I cannot tell you. Like I feel like for me, it's like probably it is. I remember telling one day, I was like, I think I've even told you this before. It was like, for me, she's beautiful isn't something I, I I started a long time ago, and it has a very slow progress. Like people who've known me for a long time, I'm like, oh, she's still working on this, <laughs> and it's okay, it's fine. Because in my mind, I've always, I've known for a long time that this is my, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And, and, and now that I'm getting, that I'm like, like, especially even with this project, I'm like, oh, so that's what I was working towards for the last mm. six years. I see, I see, I see, I see you. I see you, universe. Look at you. Mm. Look at you. Yo. <laughs> That almost that makes me think you recommended that I read the book Ask for More and talks about negotiation. And I almost think, you know, like you're in a process of negotiating with yourself. And negotiation isn't just one and done. It's an active, ongoing process. And that's one of the gems that that particular um, book speaks on at length and so many other important uh, components and aspects of negotiations. I want to say thank you for recommending that to me, but I just wanted to share that that's how I'm processing what you're sharing and what it makes me think of. Yeah. Well, you know, I love that you're just referencing a book that I recommended you. I do ask for more has been kudos to Alexandra Carter for writing this book. Kudos. I also met her on Clubhouse. I didn't, you know, it's like weird to say you meet people on Clubhouse. Like, I don't think she'll remember me at all, but I was in the room. She was in that room, asked a question. She answered my question. <laughs> we met digitally, <laughs> you know, um, but all this to say that she wrote this book and I, I've been following her and I've been reading the book. And like I said, I got a promotion, I got a raise last year. And in many ways, I definitely applied to things that she had taught and teach at, you know, at Columbia on her Instagram and in her book. So I would highly recommend it to anyone who's wondering, oh, what else could I read? Or anyone who's like, well, I don't, I'm not making progress in my career. I'm not growing, I'm not going anywhere in my career. Read her book, read her book. Ask for more about Alexandra Carter. Does that resonate though? Do you feel like the Shades of Beautiful project business has been a, 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 pro a process of negotiation with self? Because I mean, like, I, this is this is just me. Th that is the question, but to add a little bit of context, like I see you as a person, you know, again, Capricorn queen, like you're confident, you're capable, you make things off and you're really good at that. And that's a part of your self-care and like your well-being. 
I, I, these are just observations, things that I've seen, but as a Capricorn myself, I relate to these things and, you know, there's a similar way of approaching life and um, situations, but I, I almost wonder, like, I, I find myself in this process of self-negotiation, you know, with things like, you know, where's my standard or where are my expectations and what's realistic and how can I be pragmatic if I'm working towards this goal that I have? You know, these, you know, different musings. But I, I, I wonder, like, is that like negotiation with self something that resonates with you? Absolutely. I, you know, I think I that's not how I would have framed it for me. Um, but I think it's the stance between, for me, it's the stance between with the voice in my head. You know, I think you mentioned something earlier about, you know, me, I'm like a Capricorn and I'm like confident and ambitious. And, and like, I heard, I've heard those words about me so many times and they are very, you know, they're great. There's a great frame to be framed around, I think. But the truth, I, you know, I was just thinking about even this week, I was going to make a post online or um, make a video online or not. And I had this voice in my head that was saying, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? Sorry, that's my dog. It's like, who's that's, like, who do you, that's Khalil. That's Khalil speaking. Khalil <laughs> speaking. Khalil speaking the truth. Khalil yeah. is expressing exactly yes. how he understands you. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I had like this voice in my head. It was like, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? And like, the world wants to hear what you got to say. That, like, that people are waiting for your post to be made. Like, girl, chill. And, you know, and then, and I still haven't made that post because so far this voice has been a little bit winning. Um, but as I was launching this, as I was launching this project, every time I was making a decision, I felt like I had that voice inside of my head that was like, who do you think you are? Like, why, why? Because investing, like launching a product line costs money, costs capital that I had and I invested my own money. And there was a voice in my head that was like, what makes you think people are going to buy your thing? What makes you think there's so many self-care line products out there? Why yours? And then that had, and that's when I had to negotiate with myself and say, well, because you really care. Because you care more about this than a lot of people who, a lot of big chains that, that create those products. Because you use those products. Let me post my videos. Like, you use those products. Because those, you have went out of your way to make sure that even though you're one person, you are building a product line that can stand he like head to head against like major corporate companies product line and some people that will resonate a lot with them that just as one person you were able to do that that you chose to do the most to create the most ethical product possible even though you're just you like one one human being you don't have a supply chain of organization and companies and like employees you know, workers working with you. It's just, you know, and so, and so I'm like, I'm just, this is gonna be like, this is just one example of how I negotiated with myself. I negotiated with my own self-doubt, how to quiet it down to be like, no, every step of the way is worth it. Like I remember when I was building the campaign for the, 
for the for, for the for the product line for the launch of the product line. At first, was well, so funny. At first, I was like, oh, I just need like one or two girls to like showcase the product line. And then the more I was, I was like, okay, one or two girls. And then I was like, well, it would be really cool if you could have like, you know, three to four girls, you know, different, like different people, different women, different like, like skin type and, and ethnicities. And like, that's what she's beautiful about. And in my mind, honest to God, Kevin, honest to the Lord, I thought, yeah, but nobody has time for this, Carly. People are working. Like, this is me. This is literally me negotiating myself. I'm like, no one has time for this, Carly. Like, it's the, it's it's like Monday. You would need this by Saturday. Like, let me tell you, like, people have lives. People are busy. Like, people already have plans for their weekend. And, like, who are you going to call? Like, who who do you even know? Do you even know four people? You don't know four people? <laughs> and, like, this is me literally. This is me literally in my own head telling me, I can't, this isn't gonna work. And then this other voice in my head was like, well, you know, and that's what I mean by telling you this regained boldness. It's like, there's a time, there used to be a time, and I've actually, for a very long time, I will allow, I would have, I allowed this voice to stop me from posting, from sharing, from reaching out, from asking for help, because it's like, I just, it's so easier to make excuses for the people and just, you know, say, they don't have time to be there for you, to help you, to buy your product, to see the worth in what you make or in yourself. And I don't know, like, I just not interested in letting that voice dictate my life anymore. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know what, worst case scenario, people just say no and I just reschedule. So I'm just gonna reach out right now. And then I started texting my friends. And I st- started text like I started texting my friend. And I even reached out to a friend who I've actually never met in person, but she's from the Northern Virginia DC area. And I told her, I was like, hi. And I, I'll, you know, I don't like putting people's name out there um, before, like if I haven't had the permission, but I was like, hi. I'm building this campaign and I thought I was gonna just do like two girls and I was worried at first that I could even find four models. But now I have like seven people who've confirmed and are excited to be part of this 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 campaign, but I'm realizing that I don't have enough South Asian representation in my like in my campaign because it's now become such a multicultural campaign that I want to make sure that all the, all the, everyone feels represented. And I was wondering, like, could you, like, do you know anyone who might be interested? And this one friend who I've never met in person, we are friends and we've talked to each other multiple times through like in calls and on clubhouse and else. And she was like, oh my God, I got you. And she like, she found me three models and I was like, I actually only needed one, <laughs> but it's okay. And, and here I was, and I and I and I, you know, two of them, two of the two of the friends she recommended me, two of the moms she recommended me, did join the campaign. And it's all like all this to say, like on Monday that week, I didn't think anyone would want to be part of my campaign. I didn't think I didn't think anyone would make time for it. I, I gave myself all the kind of excuse. No one has time. People have already made plans. Like, who are you gonna ask? Blah, blah, blah. By Thursday, I was like emotionally processing that 
not only are eight young women who are fantastic, gorgeous, smart, brilliant, interested in being part of my campaign, but they are freeing their time. One of them changed her train ticket. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and, and like, and I say all that just to say, like, I think, you know, and I, I remember like we had the whole day and we had the photo shoot. And then later on that night, I was still coming off the high that like, I was like, like, we, you know, once everyone left and my house was left as a mess because my house was basically where the photo shoot happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like taking in, like, I was like, wow, like all those people kind of, they showed up for me. They showed up. And some of them, I didn't even know. Like two of the girls and the women who were there, like the models, they didn't even know me personally. Like they met me that day that they were doing the photo shoot. And like all this to say is like, you mentioned if I relate to the idea of negotiating with myself. And I absolutely do. I feel like I have to often negotiate with myself doubt. That And that is where bravery comes in. A lot of, I know, you know, I've and I've heard that to me that like my friend will be like, oh, you're so like bold or impressive or uh, ambitious or like all those words. And I'm like, I always try to like really let them know, like I am scared mm. all the time. Mm. What I do is the reason that it comes up so much that I'm confident and I'm, you know, and I'm bold and blah, is because I acknowledge I've been scared for so long <laughs> because, you know, my mom used to tell me when I was a kid, she was like, Coralie, you were so scared as a kid. Like, all the kids, everyone would go to the beach and all the kids would jump in the water. And I was like a cat. I had to, like, really just, like, really negotiating my way with the water here. We're like, yeah. time, just one, one step. Are we good? Are we good? Okay, one more step. One more, let's go. Like, this is how I've made every move in life. And, but what I've, and like, so I come off as like bold to other people. And it's not because it's the reality is like, I think again, in the practice of cultivating things, bravery can be cultivated. And that's something I've done. And that's why a lot of time now I look, people will mention or like that I look confident and I seem so bold or blah, blah, blah. In many ways, it's because I have learned at a very young age how to cultivate bravery, how to negotiate with my own self-doubt, how to take a second and like intellectualize what is it that scares me. So when I say, okay, when I'm scared of something, like I'll sit down with myself like I was a child and be like, okay, like what's the worst case that's going to happen? And when what what's the best case that's going to happen? Let's also look at what's the best thing that could happen if this happens. And then get allowing the excitement for the best thing that could happen. For like, so for instance, when I was in that week and I decided, okay, I am going to reach out. At some point in my mind, I envisioned what that campaign could look like if everyone did show up. And I allowed that, I when I saw that vision, that vision made me excited. And I allowed that excitement to drive my decision forward rather than the fear that people would say no. Does that I will sense? say, it makes perfect sense. And I will say, as someone who was hearing about various developments along the way <laughs> before the product was launched, I too was surprised when I saw the pictures that accompanied that launch, in part because not only 
to your point earlier, was the group of women that came together, ethnically diverse and beautiful. The products looked amazing. (laughs) Full stop right there. The product looked amazing. And the group of people that came together to showcase the project was really, it felt, it felt like, again, like your attention to detail, your design, the thoughts that were going into this particular um, rollout felt, it, it, it felt, it felt masterful. And I mean, like this, like this is, it is within my right on my show to, to really just like, <laughs> like just give you so much fuel you know there's this this conversation about like oh like he's he's gassing her up yes i am this is my show i'm gonna gas you (laughs) up (laughs) and i'll take it i'll take it like we need to feel comfortable flexing and being happy with people it's just period just like yes yes like you know but i appreciate that and and i appreciate that you know this it was you know i i will tell you i took every picture of the, the products like product pictures i took you and i kevin both know i am new like you don't know me with a history of photography huh now I, but now i do but i i i taught myself and i learned like I try because my intention is so there like the drive to learn how to take quality product pictures and also I know what I'm looking for right as a consumer I feel I'm a little bit selective in particular about things aesthetically pleasing and so I think I also brought that that critical eye to my own shots Andrew can like so many times like Andrew saw me take so many shots of the same product so many nights in a row like why are you still taking a picture of this scandal you were taking pictures all three nights ago like every night because to be honest every time I would take pictures of the product I learned a new skill about my camera or I learned a new angle I learned how to play with the light differently which made it better and once I had seen better I only wanted all of my product line to to be better, to be showcased in the best possible way. And so, you know, it, it took a lot of practice and it took a lot of learning. And I'm, I, enjoy, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I will say, I, I look forward to this being something I do again in life, like designing a product from, from, from scratch to bottom. Like, cause like, we didn't even talk about like describing the labels. Like the, and like I guess it's like it's not a part that matters very much until you realize you have a product, you have a bottle, you have the pictures, you, and then you don't have a label. Where are people supposed to know what's in the product? Like people have allergies. It's important for tell to tell people what's in this, right? And like for people to be able to read the content. Like people want to know what's the quantity of the product that's in there. Man, is this so much details? Um, it was. I am so, so glad I did this. I wanted to learn. There were nights where I was like, oh my God, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> but most times I was definitely, most like 90% of the time I've been delighted at the process of building this product. And then honestly, now the other side is also selling. Is like the sales, which is something else. Like there's in-person sales at pop-up markets and then there's like online sales. And each of them require their own 
strategy and their own mastery. Um, so it's a lot of learning. But you've asked me earlier, what's my most exciting thing? Like, what's, what am I most excited about? Beautiful. And I think that just watching it grow overall, to be honest, my I think what I would be the what I'm most excited about, which is beautiful, is to grow our community and to to grow our community online and in person. I think when I hosted um, the campaign shoot at my place and to have all those fantastic young women meet each other and just fall off of each other and just be like, some of them met the very first time, some of them like knew each other. Some of them knew each other, but didn't know that they would both be in the photo shoot because they like they haven't been in each other's like we're viewing a very long time. So it was like so reconnected to fantastic young women. Like it's great. Um, but my point is like that's something I look forward to though as much as having like also like online events where people can attend um, like a book club series or a book club conversation as much as they can attend like a coaching sessions on personal finance or they want to um, and like those are online things right or like we're ho- like having like a taboo conversation or taboo talks with Aushi or something that's going to come up where my friend Aushi is not interested in hosting like those like online uh, conversation where we're talking about things that are deemed inappropriate for women to discuss right like in public generally like I mean everything from like periods to money to investment to um um just like maybe I don't know sexual awareness like all of it I'm excited for her to be to be the primary host on on that on that show but I'll definitely be right there next to her as long as she loves me <laughs> and it's it is appreciated beautiful um and so but I also look forward to hosting some conversation myself and having some event um but I also look forward to actually honestly having like in person um uh, in-person events where rather that's like a pop-up market or an actual event at let's say um, my place in the future where I host like a dinner um, with just like women and they're, it's like kind of a networking experience but also like a dinner party where everyone is bringing like their ideas and their their wins and their their losses to the conversation um those are all things I'm looking forward to do. Also, obviously, you know, I think continuing to grow our product line and to see it being welcome and consumed and experienced by our consumers is something I'm very excited about. Um, I, I am a huge proponent of people taking care of themselves, period, of self-care, of staying hydrated, of being well-rested, and of doing practices that cultivate joy and I hope that this is what my line is doing and so when I see people buying it it's also I see that build for me uh, and for others and then um, yeah I think those are like my main like the things that I'm the most excited for this year wow (laughs) that was a really awesome awesome answer to that question (laughs) I'm really stoked to hear what you are looking forward to and what excites you related to this project and this business and ah, I'm I'm really I'm just I'm I'm, I'm over the moon that's what people say I'm I'm over the moon I'm just really um, 
I'm like looking up and off into space in the distance here <laughs> on my side of the stage. You can't see me. It's got like, like my hand like on my jaw, like looking up. Like there's a, a screen there, like seeing all of these things play out as you're describing it. Like because again, it's like the story is so compelling. The story is so compelling, narrative-wise, and then for there to be these experiences where there's dinner parties and a really earnest and human gathering where phenomenal people are congregating and sharing wins and losses and bonding. Wow. Yes. That, yeah, that's absolutely one of my dreams for this year. Um, you know, maybe, and like, when I, I really hope I make it happen this year, even if it's just once. But if it's not this year, it'll 100% be next year. But ideally, I would do it this year so that next year I can have not only dinner parties, but maybe a camp, like a like a glamping retreat. Can you imagine like which is a beautiful retreat? Oh my God, that's literally I, my dream for I everyone. Could, I could, I could 100% imagine it. It would be very well orchestrated down to the minutia of <laughs> yes. experience and i don't mean like it would be overplanned i don't want people to get the wrong impression i just mean mm -hmm. like that like there would be a really thoughtful design behind whatever that experience turns into yes that is very true it would be very intentional and very uh just curated um towards the exquisite enjoyments of life Gosh, it is it is it is clear to me that there just have to be more of these conversations because there's there's too many questions here. There's, there's 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 so much there's so much to to unpack with what we've already put on the table, let alone the stuff that's just off to the side. So I, how many more questions? So you probably you probably won't be answering all of them. But I'm no, just no, no, how no, many more no. questions had you written? Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the questions that I gathered, right? I was thinking about what we could discuss, you know, what would be interesting, what would be valuable, right? Huh? The questions that I have, there's 18 total, and in one way or another, we have directly addressed two. And then, <laughs> and oh then, God. then here's the thing, because I think it's super valuable to ask the listeners of the show for inspiration. There's some questions here from people that we both mutually know that want your insight. And we have not gotten to any of those questions. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I actually really want to answer the questions from the people. Uh, I don't know how many of them there are. There and are. Oh, you for so long. No, no, no. There are. Uh... You know, people people were very generative with their 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 question, uh, their, their their questions, and so it was it was really awesome. You know, people people do look to you for insight, just full stop. 
right? You want to take a moment so there. People, people, know. people look to you. They, they move. They, they, they see how you move, and they say, hmm, you know, maybe if I ask Cora about, you know, for instance, what does friendship mean to you? That you would have a thoughtful response, right? And so that's one of the questions here. I feel like you know that's a nice place to start. You know, right. what does friendship mean to you? Mm, you know, I think. Whew, I don't know if my answer is gonna be. It will be yours, and no one can take that. Yes, yes. You see, I see, I think in life, I see life a little bit like as a journey, right? I think that's not uncommon. And I see friendship as someone who's walking that journey with you for a time, for a time. That time, you know, has a beginning and it has an end. Some of those friendship will be maybe till the end of time. Like it will be your, that friend's gonna bury you, you know, or you bury them. Yeah. But some friendship, not all friendship is like that. Most friendship isn't like that. And some friendship will leave, you leave a friendship for six months. Some friendship you leave it for tw- three years. Some friendship you leave it for, for a few weeks. And some friendship you leave them for decades. And I think for me, friendship is that. It's like, it's this idea that like it's people walking a journey together. They are going to different destinations. And that's okay. They have, they are carrying different luggages and different baggages, but they also have different tools and different, you know, like, yeah, they're different tools. And, but as long as you're walking, this person can choose to use their tool to help you on your, on your journey. And you could choose to use their tool, your tool and help them on their journey. And one of the, and they can choose to alleviate your luggages and take some sometimes and, and vice versa. Um, and even with that, you know, we both learn, like we all learn other tools along the way, communication tools, boundary tool, emotional tools, all the, all the, all the stuff, you know? And like, for me, that's honestly how I see friendship the most is like, is it's two people on a journey who choose to walk the journey together as and as they're walking this journey together i think this choice needs to be made in a way where we're still both benefiting from that relationship from that walk from that hand-in-hand journey experience uh, and i think as soon as one of those person feels that this 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 partnership this friendship this relationship is no longer beneficial is when that friendship needs to be um, maybe introspected about, analyze, reconsider it. Um, but sounds yeah. like an audit. You gotta audit <laughs> your friendship. <laughs> yes. No, Wait a I minute, am- the books are not adding up. Hold on. Right now? Oh, oh, I am such a believer. I am a believer of friendship auditing. I'm a believer of friendship auditing. Yeah, no, it's not. This is you're like, oh, this sounds like an audit. I'm like, yeah, no, for real though, for real. You should audit your friendship. You are. Honestly. We are the conglomeration of the people we spend the most time with. So I think at some point it's important for everyone to be like, to be like, okay, who do I want to be? Who am I today? And who do I want to be? And are the people, is who I want to be reflected in who I'm friends with right now? And, and if that's not it, if that's not the case, what can I do about it? And if that is the case, if the people that you're friends with today reflect your principles, your character, your dreams, your ambitions, the, the, the hopes that you have for yourself, 
whatever. Like they don't need to they don't need to check off all those, you know, all the stuff. But they should check off like a, a few of them, and definitely not you know raise major red flags. And if if that is the case, then you're in good company. That doesn't mean there's probably room for some maybe other friends along the way. Life always brings us new people, right? But yeah, no, I am a, I am actually. You know, and that's what I said to you when I said, you know, I think some people will have, will not necessarily agree with my perspective. But like, again, I'm a, I'm a strong Capricorn. And yes, my friendship comes with audits. I'm like, like, do I, like this year, like if I think, okay, this year, whereas XYZ, like how was XYZ as a friend to me? Was XYZ, like, how would I grade, <laughs> how would I grade your friendship? I'm not grading the person. I just want no. a great friendship. Like the relationship. Think about the friendship. The rel- exactly. Yeah, yeah right not the person. But the friendship is like, has this friendship been a friendship? Like, what has been the the strong moments of this friendship? Like, is, is this, this? Am I just labeling this a friendship? Is it actually yeah. a, like, is this a frenemy situation that I'm just <laughs> labeling a friendship? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this person, did, did this person reach out when you know on grand on on important occasion? Or did you reach out to them on an important occasion? Did yeah. you celebrate their wins? Do you even know about their wins? Do they know about yours? Mm-hmm. Do you consider this person someone you would call when life gets hard? Mm-hmm. If if someone if someone answers those if you answer those questions, if you take a moment and you're like, okay, Kevin is my friend. Did Kevin celebrate my wins this year? I can honestly say yes. Was Kevin like was Kevin part of my joyful experiences this year? I can honestly say yes. Was Kevin someone I could call at any moment? Like not at any moment, like but was someone like was Kevin someone I could call and like share life with him, like moments of life with, rather they were good or bad. And I can honestly say yes. But here's my thing, Kevin. What if I had said no to each one of those things? Then why would why would you still be my? Why would I still give you the label of friendship? Right. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be true. So I, you know, like that's what you asked a question. I was like, let me tell you, some people are not gonna like my answer, but that is personally that's how I think as I'm getting older. That's and I'm like here again. You're talking to one of the most selective people you know. Okay. <laughs> I was in in, in like elementary school. My preschool like principal told to like all the parents at graduation. Literally, that was a speech she made about me. She was like, Coralie is so talkative and she's so curious and blah, blah, blah. Coralie is also the most selective five-year-old I've ever met. She has one friend. And like, when, <laughs> not because other kids didn't want to be my friend. I didn't want to be their friend. I was really like annoying like that. So like... <laughs> You're like, no, no. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I like this book. Between this book, this is a great book, or you could talk to me, but honestly, I don't think you can beat what this dude is going to say in the book, so I'm just going to wow. stick with the book. Thanks. Wow. Like, that's how I was as a kid. And so that's obviously I've outgrown that, and I have a lot more friends now. But, you know, I feel comfortable reconsidering relationships in my life, and I think people should do that. Ooh. Like, life is about change, and, like, life is about... Otherwise... You one day you look around and you realize you're exactly where you were 10 years ago with the same friends, the same job in the same city. And maybe some people that excites them and like that's something they're like looking forward to greatly. And like that's okay, that's good, but that's not everyone, and that's certainly not me. Mm, wow. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna say, you know, that really is uh 
impactful response. I, I think know. that there's I'm a lot. You. There's a, there's so a lot there. there. <laughs> there's there's, there's so definitely a lot there. Yeah. Tell me why Dad would not gonna like that answer. It's okay. It's it, that is a hundred percent okay. This is your time to speak your piece. Yeah. And if the time comes for others to speak their piece, which it yeah. will, dear yeah. listener, your time could be coming up. But when that time <laughs> comes, the space will be there for them to speak their piece too. But yes. this is our time and our yeah. space together. So yeah. I want to move on to another question from another dear friend. <laughs> and this particular person is curious about your perspective of women empowerment, particularly really being that you are an immigrant black woman in America. Do you find more power in the melting pot? Oof, that's a big question. Um, yeah. yeah, I was talking about this today with someone. This is what I mean by like, kind of like when I said, like I'm regaining, like a regained bonus. I am learning how to be bold even here. And what I mean by that is like growing up in my country, I grew up privileged. And I don't just mean from like, like from social, educational, economic perspective. And here's a, the thing I learned is like, when you grow up privileged, you don't even, there are certain things you don't even question. You just, you don't even, quite you don't question that, that wouldn't be how you would do it. Like it, it, and that's what people here refer to entitlement. And that's, you know, that's okay. Uh, and those are all good things to understand, to experience almost, in my experience, in my opinion, and to understand their powers and their responsibilities. Um, and I think I am learning here like you asked, like, as, like, what does human empowerment mean to me? I am learning to walk and, and how to just walk into my power. I forgot the term that gets used, but like, I, I do not feel yet, even as someone who preaches and, and I don't want to use the word preaches, but as someone who strongly believes in the importance of women empowerment, who has been both um, aimed to be both a supporter and an enabler of women empowerment, but also has been on the receiving hand of being empowered by a woman. Um, it's something that's extremely important. And I, but I don't feel, I think there comes a point in life where, you know, Woman empowerment is no longer about asking people to make room for you, and it's about taking up space. Period. Just you're just taking up space now. No questions asked. If someone is uncomfortable, they can. I don't know. I don't know. Like I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Was, I remember. Was like I was having a conversation with. Like I was telling Grace something had happened at school, and I was walking. Honestly, something very similar to what you were saying in the beginning of the podcast where I was like really well dressed it was a Sunday and I was going to like a meeting uh, like a, fr a fraternity meeting and someone was said oh Corley like you're always like so well dressed but they didn't say it as a compliment they said it as something that bothers them and they're like you're always so well dressed on Sunday it makes me feel like bad about myself and like I feel like I have to wear more like I have to do more now like on, when I walk, go to chapter and I remember you know I, I didn't like I, I I already knew what that entails. I already knew what those comments are about. Like I already 
had, I didn't have the term for them yet, but I know that's, that in this moment, this person, who was actually a really good friend of mine, and I, I kept on a very good relationship with her, but in that moment, she was being a confidence thief. She's trying to steal my confidence away, just like the man earlier is trying to steal your joy away. And I told her, I was like, you know you can always close your eyes, right? <laughs> and I remember, I was like, you, that's always an option. If my, if my outfit bothers you so much, you have power over it. Just close your eyes. You don't have to look at me. That's an option you have. And I remember telling Grace this, and Grace was like, Oh, oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> like Grace was like, she texted like Maya, I think about it. She was like, this is what Crawley told this girl. <laughs> and I was like, you have power words. So it's almost like, like me and like this idea of taking space. It's like today, I think it's harder for me today to, you know, I think I'm growing into my own self of inner power today, even though I've always believed in the, in the, in like, um, in the importance of women empowerment. That you know, it's kind of a fake it till you make it. It doesn't mean that you necessarily are empowered. It just means that you believe in the importance of being empowered, and you're gonna fake it until you make it. You're gonna you're gonna pretend you're empowered until you're gonna you're gonna be brave until you're not scared anymore, right? And so, and so, I think today I feel I'm growing much more into like my empower my empowering self. But I have to say that it's it, it definitely like to answer the question about about like being an immigrant woman. I think being an immigrant takes like, honestly, sometimes in the United States, if you live in the US, it takes away your power. However, you can regain that power. You can, you can, like the narrative, uh, let me let me rephrase that. Being an immigrant doesn't take away your power, but the narrative about how we perceive immigrants in this country takes away, can feel like my power has been taken away. And like, mm. and, and then being a woman does that as well. And then being a black woman does that as well. And then being a Haitian woman on top of that does that too. All of those things are things that the narrative around those words, immigrant, black, woman, Haitian, in American society, diminishes your power and I am learning to I'm not even I'm learning but I'm also doing it I'm doing I'm I'm reclaiming that power uh somehow unapologetically and that's what I mean by like if someone isn't if 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 that bothers you you're welcome to close your eyes or or you know Close your ears if you're not interested in what I have to say. I don't know. People are. There's this one girl like like this. This says this really great like um, following on Instagram, and she always reminds people that you don't have that you don't have to follow me. And I'm like, yes, I'm so glad. Like people be like have like we feel entitled to her to her services online, and she just helps people understand how DC works basically. Like the city of Washington, D.C. And she just reminds people every now and then that, like, you know, if you don't like my opinion, you do not have to follow me. And so, yeah, it just reminded me of me knowing that girl she could close her eyes if she wanted. <laughs> yes, but hopefully that answered the question. I think it definitely <laughs> gives a lot to reflect on. I think it gives a lot to reflect on. Our final question is something a little bit more serious. Mm. More serious than those questions? I made those questions super serious. (laughs) This is is, 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 is a serious one. 
okay. It's also it's also a beautiful one. I, the, the question that we have here is, what is something you struggle with daily? I, I've, I, I, in the midst, take take this time to, to reflect as well, but I just need the people to know that right now, Grace is silently lobbying for her question to be put <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the pinnacle of all Give these questions. Question. Give me a question, but like, she knows me so well. Give me a question. And I'll, I'll answer that question as well, but I wanna hear a question too. Okay. Okay. I That's just for people also, to know. People are gonna be. Bro, like I knew she was there. I could. I just could feel her all the way from here. Great. She, she. She. She's here. She, she's doing her <laughs> own thing. She's doing her own thing right now. She's strong, independent, capable woman doing her own thing right now. But the people mm-hmm. need to know that she is actively present in this conversation right now and lobbying for her question to be thrown into the mix. So. <laughs> That's okay. The people listening to this show already know you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Grace's question is, um, well, it's kind of of broken up into two parts here. It's, um, where are you finding joy and what motivates you? Okay. So I'm going to answer all three of the questions. Like, what is something I struggle with? And then where am I finding joy and what motivates me? That's perfect. So what am I struggling with at the moment? Um, oof. So, you know, what do I struggle with usually? That was it, right? Like, what do I usually struggle with? Daily. Daily. Okay. Well, a little bit of self-discipline. I will say, like, I really think I need to go to sleep earlier and wake up earlier. And every day that the Lord makes, I feel like that. All right? Every day. I wish, I really, you have, like, I really need to be able to get out of bed earlier than I do. By many hours. And that's something, like, that's something that's been hard. Um, Because I'm a, you know... I'm a night person and I don't know I'm an introvert people don't know this I mean I don't know if people know this or not but I'm actually an introvert I like my time alone I regenerate on my own which is one of the reasons I stay up very late because I feel often that that's the only time I have for myself actually the truth is I'm learning it's because I struggle with boundaries if I had better boundaries I wouldn't have to wait until the end of the day to actually recuperate and then go to sleep. So I'm learning that by reading a book that's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Also gonna be the first book of my book club. But moving past all of this, that's honestly, I think honestly probably also boundaries, Uh, but I'm actually better. I, I think I'm better at setting boundaries than most people or like communicating my boundaries than a lot of people. I'm not gonna, I just didn't know a lot of people, young, young and old. Um, but I think, you know, we all still, boundaries seems to be, you know, I think if all, if you, if all your boundaries are respected, it sounds like you're the happiest person on earth. Because I think boundaries, people crossing your boundaries is like, um, my boundaries are mostly like what? 
what actually leads to my unhappiness <laughs> or like when I'm mm. and so I think like it's almost like setting boundaries is the ultimate path to, <laughs> to to happiness and peace most importantly um so I think honestly just like there is like self-discipline a little bit of what I struggle with just like honestly just the first thing of like waking up I would like to wake up earlier than I do and it's something I tend to struggle with a lot and I honestly have not found yet one thing that works for me one of the few things that actually did work for me is and I had a very good conversation about this with someone uh, was like it's not that I don't have like I don't struggle with getting out of bed out of bed when I don't have a good like when I have when the reason for me to get out of bed isn't worth it so if my if I'm getting out of bed to start work then yes I'm having a really hard time getting out of bed and I'm gonna stay in bed as long as I possibly can but when my days are exciting like let's say I'm traveling Andrew was one of the person who highlighted that to me he was like it's really funny like when you're on vacation you're up at 5 a.m what the heck when like when we work I can barely get out of bed at like 10 Like, I'll, I start working before, but I'm like, you know, I'm still in bed, which is not good. And so my point is like, and it's like, ah, oh, that sounds like, I don't like my job. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, but we go to this and I have things, you know, I mean, we've traveled together and I went kayaking at 6 a.m. after we all went party and like we stayed up until like midnight or like 2 a.m. the night before. And yet I was up and running at 6 a.m. to kayak in Puerto Rico. And like, that is honestly unheard of. But whenever I'm in Puerto Rico, I in the morning, at seven in the morning, unheard of, Kevin unheard of so it's almost like i don't know it seems like my life in dc isn't worth getting up for so that's i don't know i don't know this is a really deep question obviously <laughs> but but that's one of the things i struggle with on a daily basis is getting out of bed early and going to sleep to bed uh not at 2 a.m Mm-hmm. So that's my one thing. And then how, what brings, like, how do I cultivate joy? I think was Grace's question. I've a little bit answered that question already. Um, but I think like, just as a quick thing, I have a lot of things that honestly help me cultivate joy. Like I said, like my music is a big one. Um, my like flowers are a big one. Talking to people I love and people who make me laugh. So like, like, yeah, there's a lot of people I love. Not everybody makes me laugh though. And like, like having fun conversation, like Grace and I will have like weekly calls and sometimes they're like life updates and they aren't honestly that fun as in like, as in like funny, as in like laughable. She knows what I mean. Sometimes they're like heavy because it's like life things and we're just like catching up with each other's life and they are super healthy to have, but they're not necessarily like laughing, like laugh induced. And, but sometimes they are. And sometimes we like laugh. I feel joyful after those calls. I feel like my my cups feels filled by those cups. I have those calls with my mom too. Like, but also the same thing applies. Sometimes I call her and honestly, I feel more stressed after the call. But then like, there are times when I call her and I'm like, oh, like we just like laughed about stupid stuff of ours. Um, and dancing, dancing alone, dancing with my, my dog, dancing with Andrew. Just like dancing and moving my body makes me feel the most free. And so that brings me a lot of joy. That being in my bath and just like letting go of everything. Like when I when I bath, I feel like I'm getting not just like 
dirt out of my body, but also out of my soul and out of my mind. I feel like when I get out of the bath, I've left everything else that I didn't want in the water and I can see the water drain it out. And I think like, even it's like, it's a joy, but it's a calm joy. Um, and sometimes, honestly, it's actually a very like energy infusing joy too. Like I told you earlier, I was like, sometimes I'm like, singing and I once honestly I think it was like in December it was honest I think it was the new moon um I think my husband, like, it was like early week of December and I had a bath and I think it was the new moon and I was singing I sang three hours poor Andrew he ran me that bath when I got out of that bath this man was fully asleep fully asleep he had been waiting for me for three hours to watch a movie and honestly i didn't realize it was three hours later because i had a blast in that bath i sing all of adele's album oh my god oh my god it was great uh, i could no one again a lot of you guys have heard me talk about singing don't get me wrong this is not like i don't i can't perform anywhere outside of my bathroom but yes i was having a blast um yeah, I don't like. What else gives me joy? I sometimes, funny enough, lately, like like playing games. So not playing board games. Board games don't do that for me as much as they do that for others. But like, there's some video games that actually brings me a lot of joy. But they are like they're kind of like you know like Mario or like those kind of like video games where like you're trying to like. Um, kind of like win coins along the way. There's no fighting involved. You're just supposed to be fast and it's like super colorful on the screen. Those also give me a lot of joy. They're like super playful. Gardening, oh my God. I forgot gardening because it's like winter right now, but believe me when I tell you, I did not know this about me, but when I get the opportunity to like be like full, like my hands are on in the soil, my knees are on the soil, and I'm out here and I'm planting my flowers and I'm excited to like watch them grow. Wow, yo, I cannot, I did not know this about me. I never anticipated that I would be someone who would like gardening. Maybe I'm just that basic. I don't know, cannot explain to you, but like, watching my herbs like my mint leaf and my lemongrass and my lemon balm grow and knowing that i planted them with my my fingers my god-given fingers ah, i have no words i have no words i have is this the dumbest thing because it's honestly the least thing like i always talk about my 13 years old self my 13 years old self my 18 years old self my 20 years old self none of those self envision that my 25 years old self would get so much joy from from playing in soil and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are random things that, that sparks joy in me. Oh, and there was the last question, what motivates me? Mm. What motivates me? Freedom. Freedom is the only thing that really truly motivates me. The, 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 the possibility that I can be truly free <laughs> and the freedom is like it's it's like financial freedom uh, free of my time that's I just want I don't want people I don't want any entity to ever be able to hold me hostage because of money and like you know I think we live in a society where we're told often well at least at least I know I grew up in a home where my mom made sure I understood the importance of women being financially independent and a man being financially independent. You should be financially independent from your partner. But 
now, even now, like now that I'm older, I'm actually going, like I'm adding a like an extra layer to that. It's like, I should be financially independent from any entity outside of myself. That includes an employer. That includes, like, and like the reason being like, you, like, huh, I don't even know. You Like, you're not free. You're not able to, to, you're not, you don't own your time. Mm. It's about you, ownership. Yeah, it's about ownership of my time and of myself. Mm. And, and the ability to decide for myself when, where, and how I want to use my time. It gave my life. Mm. Are so, you living in abundance? Yeah. That's, a, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, like if the time, if, if the time comes... And I need to say, okay, do I have two hours here to do this thing? Whatever it is, fill in the blank with important thing. Do I yeah. have, do I have the space? Do I have, can I afford it? Yeah. That two hours? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Because, and so that for me, it's like, I want, I think it's like something like whenever someone is thinking about anything, or like if someone's thinking, looking at a move I'm making, a decision I made, a friendship I audited <laughs> or anything, I want them to think, what was a motivation? And my motivation was freedom. At any moment in time, my motivation is freedom. If it might not be, I, it might not be freedom right now because right now I have respons- Like I don't necessarily have responsibility, but but maybe right now I haven't earned that freedom yet. And like what I mean by earning that freedom is like if I look at my bank account, I can just leave my job right now. Is what I mean, you know? It's not happening. Not right yeah. now. Right, but but know that like when I make decision like I am setting a path so that in an X amount of time I am more f- I am a lot more free than I feel now and I don't feel necessarily on trap now but I also know that I don't necessarily I don't necessarily feel free from financial responsibility or free from sometimes like I'm talking like I talk, I mentioned financial responsibility but sometimes it's like free from also like people's judgment free from feeling like you have like feeling from like um like parental uh, family expectations that's another thing that people need to learn to free themselves from and like that's something so for me when i talk about freedom i'm talking about all the layers of freedom everything that is not yours to carry free yourself of it and everything you don't want to do it doesn't spark joy why are you doing it why are you doing it because you have to you have to feed yourself you have to put a roof over your head well is there a future where you no longer have to do those things in order to meet your basic needs and then later the things that you actually want to do and though for me in many ways my my goal is freedom and i just i don't want to be in places i don't want to be and then still be there anyway because i have to i don't want to have to ever say to anybody i have to do this okay <laughs> so that's that's my motivation